Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Is it too late now to say sorry? Because I'm missing more than just your body. Oh, is it too late now to say sorry? Yeah, I know all that I let you down. Is it too late to say sorry now? It's not too late for Tom Brady to come down with coronavirus. Welcome to an off-season edition of Sorry We Love Football, the show that wants to, no, deserves to have a glass of brandy with Cam Newton before the world ends. Can we just have that? I am Eagles fan Dan Hartigan, and the first thing I want to do this year is welcome Darius Slay to the squad. Been working on a few nicknames for him. I got the Slay Hey Kid, the Slay King, Nintendo DS. That's because he's a dual threat. He does the man and the zone thing. And the Dax Slayer. Enough about me. With us, as always is a man who's now had some time to get happy, to be fat, and soak up that Super Bowl victory. We got Chiefs fan Danny Solomon. What's going on, Danny? Just riding the wave of Chiefs victory. <laughs> Everything's felt good ever since we won. Nothing uh, bad has happened. Nothing bad is going on. I've just It's been great. You just stay home. You think about the Chiefs. You watch old highlights. I watched the entire Super Bowl a couple of times. Uh, people are dying, I guess, but it hasn't <laughs> happened in here. Uh, lastly, you can subscribe to him on OnlyFans.com. Username, just one of the guys. We got Redskins fan Jamel Johnson in the house. What's going on? I'm fresh off the riverboat. How you coping, man? Oh, I'm doing great. I just uh, walk laps around my apartment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is the dumbest shit ever, dog. What is happening? Oh, God, it's so good to hear you guys' voice. Really? Yeah. It's weird. Like like Danny was just saying before we got going, we all worked together, and we left the office a few, I don't know, 10, two weeks ago. Um, I was going to say 10 days, two weeks ago, and kind of did a, hey, see you next time I see you. And now we haven't really caught up on um, the state of the state of things, and this is a strange time. That it is truly much to discuss. I'm even surprised that you were able to get through the, the haze of, of despair that is going through all of us, that's in front of all of us, to think about Darius Slay's impact on your defense. <laughs> Swear to God. <laughs> Look, man, I've been waiting for a true lockdown number one corner for a long time here. We were promised Namdi Asuma. Didn't work out. We've had a few guys, you know, we had Asante Samuel stop by for a few seasons, but it wasn't the real thing. This is exciting. Would you be shocked if you heard Nambi Asamoah had it? No, 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 no. Okay. Absolutely not. Uh, Okay, you know what? I'm sure this will come out in in more ways than one, but uh, let's just get this thing started. Uh, Let's talk about what you've hated about football this year, this calendar year so far. I mean, we haven't had... I mean, we've had a few games, but, you know, there's a new season that is starting. And so, Danny, floor is yours. What do you hate about this year? Yes. What have I hated about 2020 so far? (laughs) (laughs) I think think it's just the fact that all of this is fake. The the football conversations that we're going to have, and we are going to have them. We're going to – we're still – we're still going to discuss free agency, the draft, the new logos, the rule changes, Baker Mayfield getting a blowjob. We owe that to our one fan who engages with us on Twitter. Shout out to Andrew Kungle. Because we owe him some semblance of normalcy. Facts. But this but the fact is that this is a it's a very real possibility that the Kansas City Chiefs have won the last Super Bowl. And that can feel good to me. But shit 
is going wrong. And I think what's even crazier about how wrong shit is going is that there's nobody to tell because nobody cares. There's no fucking gravity to this. There's no person who's going to come and be and, and take care of us. If you're sick, you can't really go to the doctor because they don't give a shit. You can't go to the, if you're hungry, the grocery store's <laughs> weird. And there's no one to explain it away properly. It's just all bad. And football is being talked about in a very hypothetical manner, more so than ever. And it's just very weird. I thought when we had the very somber conversation uh, about Kobe Bryant's death, yeah. that, that would be the most serious this podcast would ever have <laughs> <laughs> no sir so yeah i'd say 2020 is a little weird and uh the fact that we're going to talk about this football stuff as though we're definitely going to see football again is uh you know is what i hate it danny i think you you might you may have prophesized this i remember you talking about the kansas city chiefs like winning in some mad max dystopian future i did <laughs> what was that it was I I forget it was like the 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 wheat bowl or something. It was like the some kind of prize that you get, which is basically just a bale of hay to subsist on for the rest of the calendar year. Like we're a bunch of fucking druids or something. We're gonna have to live completely different lives from now on, no matter what. Thank God for podcasting apps oh, that boy. keep things going. And you know what? I, the entertainment industry will never die, so we'll always have that. But uh, football is going to definitely be different. Oh, speaking of Jamel, Jamel, what did you hate about football this this season? Honestly, this year? you know what I, I hated about Jamel with that intro. But yeah, sure, sure, that's that's fine. <laughs> you had to. Uh, I actually hate that football seems to be acting as if it is going to happen. Yeah. The, the way it looks to me, <laughs> football is going to be unfazed. Unfettered. As soon as the word came down, Jerry Jones was launched into a hermetically sealed bubble. <laughs> and they're going to be fucking fine. There's going to be a football game in October. Yo, and football, I think everyone act, knows it. You're so you got the right. opposite football take. has acted as if nothing is different. Yeah. Well, they're, they're going to do the draft online or something. I mean, you know... <laughs> They're going to figure out some way to Zoom the draft. Yo, fuck Zoom. Uh, they're going to fucking, they're going to do the draft on Yahoo Fantasy. <laughs> you know what's so funny about the draft is that uh, the the drop-off from what it was going to be is so hilariously steep. It was going to be at the fucking Bellagio Fountain where dudes on boats were going yep. to come up to the podium. In the most and filled <laughs> to the brim with people in front of Las Vegas's greatest landmarks, and it was going to be an orgy of money and 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 pouring and, and debauchery. And instead, it's going to be like a camera with just Andy Reid in his office <laughs> telling you who he's going to select at thirty-two. It's hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that is the, the the greatest downfall that the NFL has to deal with is the draft might not work out the way that they envisioned it. Boo-hoo. Sorry, guys. Oh, Jamel, I think you, you really hit on this one because it, it, the way the NFL is maneuvering and behaving is as if the, it's 1996 and all is well and things are looking up. There was no 9-11 either. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's fine. <laughs> yeah, the, they didn't even care. Like the year that the financial crash happened is when Nasi Amduar, uh, <laughs> Oh God, Howard! We've already talked about him twice. This is a terrible start. Come on, two. you think I wasn't thinking about him as soon as we got locked in our houses? All right, I got. He's a, a larger than life figure. <laughs> it's harder to what? He's a larger-than-life figure. Oh, yeah. God. All right, I got a couple things about what I'm hating about this new football season. And like Danny hinted to, uh, let's start with the Rams logo. I mean, this thing, <laughs> this thing's atrocious. <laughs> why would you even? Why would you even release that? I don't know, man. It's it clearly like it's not done. Little, 
It looks like a little kid drew the Chargers logo by memory. <laughs> it looks like the A is just shitting out yellow curry. It's in no specific shape. I know it's supposed to be a ram horn. It doesn't really look like that. It looks like if like Tweety Bird tried to do like a Hadouken and like exploded <laughs> in the process. It, it looks like Giles. It looks like Giles Sonic Boom a little bit. Yeah, yeah. it's just like what the fuck were they thinking? It's it, I, Oh God! Did you see the uh, the new Chargers logo just dropped while oh, no. we were talking? The new Chargers jo- uh, logo dropped, and it too looks like a Chargers jo- uh, uh, logo. It looks like uh, basically the word spelled out with a little bit of a lightning bolt Ooh, for so the A. So they're doing the thing now where they kind of take a letter and make it into the thing that your team is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see it. Yeah, I see it. The A has a little bolt coming out. It's That's right. It has a little Harry Potter influence. A little Gatorade influence, perhaps. But it's the same color scheme and like, oh God, that Rams logo is pitiful. It's like their old logo got coronavirus. Like, I don't know what happened <laughs> or why they're doing this, but apparently they're trying to gear people up for the new season in the new stadium. Um, which, okay, two more things. The new CBA, I, we're not going to go into full depth on this thing, but they voted on it. It passed. 17 games is going to happen, not this season, but probably the next. And I just think it's a terrible idea. I think 16 games was the perfect, it had the great roundness to it, right? You had the, you could think of the season and quarters and you had the four games and the four games and the bye kind of somewhere. And I just don't understand. I like that the the preseason will be shorter, Um, but no, of course. I mean, 17 games is weird and it's it's going to be, uh, you know, it, it's going to be really annoying knowing that there's one game that everybody hates and doesn't really want to play in. And it's going to make the playoffs annoying because there's going to be seven teams and there's going to be that one right. team that the bye. It's going to really be stupid when you see what would have happened last year in the playoffs if they had this playoff format. It just looks dumb. And who knows, maybe that'll, that 17th game will always be like a wacky fuck-off game where everybody plays, like, <laughs> no starters, and it's just for, like, another preseason. But, you know, we all knew when coronavirus started that we were going to have to look forward into a weird and uncertain world, and, you know, the NFL was just ahead on that. I know. It's just 16 games. There's a, there's a roundness to it that I really enjoyed. It's kind of, you played your division games and then you had kind of the, the other stuff, but anyhow, um, you know, I thought 16 games with two buys worked in would be the best way to do it. That way you get the extra week of TV revenue and people going to games, but then the players get to rest more, but whatever. Fuck us. Last thing I hated about this season. I'll make it quick. The Eagles giving up on Malcolm Jenkins. I mean, he's one of my favorite players who's ever been in the midnight green. He was as close to Brian Dawkins as we'll ever see. Uh, he was, dude, the most insane thing about him, he missed two snaps in his six seasons as an Eagle. I mean, that's crazy to me. He played on special teams. He was the captain. Uh, yeah, I love you, Malcolm. I know you're not listening to this, but who gives a shit? Okay, let's get into just like a league news lightning round. I'm sure this is gonna just spark a bunch of conversations because we're gonna go all over the place but let's just start with coronavirus and how it's affecting the league i want to start with what if these new stadiums don't get finished i mean they're at a total work stoppage right now what are the raiders gonna have to play at unlv or go back to oakland (laughs) and this fucking new la stadium might not be finished either I like the idea of the Oakland Raiders having to the, having played in the Coliseum to have to play all of their games as the Vegas Raiders in an unfinished structure <laughs> that resembles what the Coliseum is now. It sounds badass. Don't finish it. I mean, people can't be close to each other anyway. Why don't you just have like half the people come to the game? They sit six feet apart. <laughs> It's a more fun experience for the people who do get to sit there. It's weird and dystopian. It gets the ball rolling on what eventually is going to be, uh, you know, a, a completely loose Wild West society that we have from now on. 
I like that. And I mean, I think they should just play in a commuter lot. I think turn the whole thing into a commuter lot. Leave it open. Play on concrete. As you're saying, Dan? Oh, I was going to say, this is a perfect pivot for the Chargers anyway. And just like, there's the sand, the fans have to sit six feet apart. It's not because they're not coming. It's they're just the most loyal and smart fans in the game. They're trying not to get sick. Well, you know, they're very responsible, like their hero and quarterback, Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> yeah. Very, right. you know, very responsible with the football. They understand the fundamentals very well. That's that's going to be the Chargers from now on because they couldn't land fucking Tom Brady. No, they could not. And that brings us to our next question. Who's going to be the quarterback for the Patriots this season? I mean, we got a couple options. You got Jameis Winston, Cam Newton, Jarrett Stidham is the kind of in-place guy right now in New England. But, uh, I mean, this is going to be the answer to, like, a trivia question one day. Like, who replaced Tom Brady as the quarterback? Um, I don't know. Is it one of those three or is it somebody else? Got two words for you. Scott Tolzien. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Wasn't he in the AAF? Probably. Didn't he not even get in Yo, to the XFL? Scott Tolzien is definitely just kind of in a cooler somewhere waiting to pop up on a Thanksgiving morning to play for the Lions. For With an extra, an extra week added to the year, you think Scott Tolzien isn't going to get some burn next year? I actually – I agree. that I think they're going to put up a Stidham – competition with some other hump like that just so that bill belichick can tank the season get whoever he likes the next season and start his fucking machiavellian plan all over again he knows what he's doing he knows how to tank he knows that people don't care about anything nobody remembers one he thinks after 20 fucking years the 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 pats fans are going to turn on the team because of one shitty stidham year no way (laughs) So you're... By the way, also, what does it sound like Jamel is eating? To me, it sounds like packing peanuts. Oh, I, I think uh, the mic's hitting my beard. I'm sorry. It's fine because I thought it was food, and it really sound. I just like whatever the whatever the listener wants to do, whatever they want to imagine that was the whole time. Uh, it's it's a fun exercise to think it's packing peanuts. To me, I, I well, yeah, and I was eating triscuits, and <laughs> when you said triscuits were was hay for humans, I. <laughs> I just, I just want to make note of that. Yeah, they take nearly all evening to eat one triscuit. You just are still chewing it pretty much the entire night in your dreams. All right, next up, we got how soon until Stefan Diggs realizes he lives in Buffalo now and goes full Antonio Brown just out of sheer boredom? Now nah, Buffalo's cool now. They got rappers up there. Do they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You ever heard of these guys, Griselda? Griselda. Griselda Records. It's just these wild dudes from Buffalo. Hmm. Well. And they're like the hardcore. It's like the new Rough Riders, dude. No, I had no idea. So they're just. What like, do they sing about? I mean, uh, rap about. Well, it's it's just like normal rap, but they it's, sometimes they mention wings. Oh, I thought there was like a, a link to the past, and this was like a Zelda tie-in. Oh no, I think I think it's a reference to like a one of these like cocaine. Uh, uh, Baronesses. I see. There's like some, there's some old like Mexican lady named Griselda. So she is the princess. Like, that makes sense. Well, no, there's like a really like hardcore old lady who would like have people chopped up and murdered. Are there tough areas of Buffalo, or are these guys just living like we did in the suburbs and like just kind of talking about, you know, going to fucking Costco? I think so. I think it is. I think there's a lot of tough stuff going on behind that uh, Niagara Falls that got up there. I think <laughs> just where all the people, all the people who went over in barrels and survived, yeah. started a rough and tumble society. Yeah, man. Underneath Niagara Falls, is Stefan Diggs gonna have like some like bat cave carved into the fucking backside of Niagara Falls? If he's smart, he is. I mean, I'm saying this guy's going to be bored. I mean, he they traded, what, a first, fifth, and sixth rounder and a fourth yeah. rounder? Like, they just <laughs> gave up their whole draft to get this guy. And, look, Diggs is good, and they need a number one receiver. But, man. How cool is Minnesota? Come on. Or Minneapolis. I mean, it's really cool, but it's not like 
when Prince is alive, cool. Yeah, it's not. No, they got like fucking cool record stores and stuff. It's not like a cool place. It's just, it's not the type of thing that I think football players enjoy. Yeah, it's just as cold and miserable weather-wise. And the fans are twice as nuts. Yeah, they are. Do you see any sort of buddy cop uh, thing going on with Josh Allen and uh, Steph Diggs? Or is they just going to hate each other immediately? Nah, I think the 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 age difference is a little too much, but they may be. If Stephon Diggs is a party guy, I imagine you know Josh Allen, you know they could drink Smirnoff Ices together at some point. Yeah, that's true. It, it feels like one of those QB relationships where like they have to pretend like they're friends for social media and stuff, <laughs> but behind the scenes they barely know anything about each other. We sh- that would actually be really fun to do a newlywed game. <laughs> With quarterbacks and wide receivers. Hey, oh, speak, that would be so much fun. Really Danny, you're, you're doing the podcast all for me. Speaking of, DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray, another newlywed. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, now on the Cardinals. I mean, just a great deal for the Cards. He's been – fucking Hopkins has been an all-pro for three straight years. He's one of the best receivers in the league. Um, they got him for a second rounder, I think. I mean, we've seen Beckham, Diggs, Brandon Cooks, all, a bunch of lesser guys dealt for – first rounders and multiple of them and then they get hopkins for a fucking second i mean the nfc west looks stacked right now you do need a good quarterback i, I like mean, murray. i'm not sure if kyler like murray him. is good he's fine yeah but he, i it does it work together i mean hopkins has only had like these you know decent throwers decent pocket passers and accurate dudes and it seems like kyler murray is less like that but i don't know i who watched fucking cardinals games last season it was the it was the worst when you had to watch your team play them yeah if they did and and it was just like i mean talk about cities to not want to get stuck in too so like such a weird small market that you don't even care about their games and now you have to care because they have this insane wide receiver quarterback combination i mean what is even their defense i don't like you can have those two guys but if you don't stack up really good seasons on top of each other, then they start to kind of get mad at each other and it all falls apart. I mean, it's happened with all these great uh, receivers going to other places. Could be pretty fun. So it's, Just saying, this could be Could be a fun. waste. I, mean, I do so- like him and Fitz together, though. I don't know how much Fitz has left. He's like the Joe Biden of the NFL right now. <laughs> Steady, reliable, you know, he'll get you there, but you're just like, how are you still doing this? He just goes to the wrong sideline sometimes. He's just with the Giants. Uh, Jamel, question for you. How does, it yes. feel, how does it feel knowing that Byron Leftwich is in charge of Tom Brady? I mean, it feels incredible. DC over everything still at all times. Uh, DC legend Byron Leftwich. Um, Dan, you, you had a great idea for a T-shirt. If you want to ask the fans if they buy it, oh, sure. lay it on them. Uh, it was kind of like a, uh, Byron Leftwich is like this overly imposing figure. He's like a puppet master. He kind of looks like Jafar when Jafar is huge and he's in the sky and he's controlling Tom Brady. And it's just, you know, obviously Bruce Arians also has a say in that, but fuck him for this shirt's purposes. Uh, <laughs> the fact that Tom Brady has to answer to Byron Leftwich is fucking hilarious to us. Um, Dan, <laughs> question. Very good. The NFL, it's a sink or swim operation. Does the Chiefs' lack of activity this offseason worry you at all? Well, as we've been talking, we just re-signed our fullback, so no, it doesn't worry me. Because Andy Reid and, and Veach, they're just trying to run it back. They're trying to figure out a way to talk Chris Jones and Sammy Watkins into taking a little less so we can have the same team for a few more years. And we'll see if they do. They haven't said no yet, which is really interesting. And then on top of what we would have if we kept everybody or most of them, then we would have draft picks that we can bring in. And it's looking like we're pretty good at drafting. So we got that. I like the team because we have the greatest quarterback who's ever lived. And it just seems like that's kind of all you need to make things happen. So I'm not worried. I mean, the, the Niners are going to have a hangover in the Super Bowl. That's just, it always that's how it goes. It's just no matter how good you were, it's just what goes down. So whoever we're up against in the NFC, maybe it's the fucking Bucks. I don't know. I don't know how that shit's going to work. 
<laughs> but I just feel like we can beat them. And then in the AFC, I mean, you got you... AFC West. Are you uh, flicking the phone? Or Danny, are you... Oh. No, no. It I... sounds like you're stomping on Yeah, there's something crazy going out. on. No, okay. Well, that time I was opening chicken tenders. <laughs> <laughs> just so that... There's transparency. Yeah. We should keep this in the podcast. Uh, I'm happy to. <laughs> sorry, sorry to cut you off, Danny. So the A I was just gonna say how much the AFC West sucks. That's all. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm feeling like stomping on boxes too to make my point. That the AFC West has not gotten better. They're relying Broncos relying on Drew Locke, so it doesn't matter how good and their defense got worse without Chris Harris. Then the Chargers, they made some flashy moves on defense, including getting Chris Harris. Uh, but it doesn't matter doesn't because matter. They've got Tyrod. I mean, what are they going to be, good? No. And then you've got the Oakland Raiders with their Derek Carr, Marcus Mariota, QB melee scheduled to happen whenever football resumes. The Vegas Raiders. Again, yeah, exactly. I can't even say it. It's weird. So, like, just the fact that nobody has a good quarterback in the AFC West, the Ravens could get better, but maybe we'll just do everything we can in the offseason to try to Raven-proof ourselves. And I think I think Mahomes just can keep up with anybody. Hey, maybe we don't win the Super Bowl every year for the next twenty years, but we're going to win more than a few. Well, hey, man, let's talk about one of these other divisions in the FC. Are the Colts the new AFC South favorites? I mean, you got Philip Rivers and DeForest Buckner. They were already pretty good last year with like that craziness they had to deal with with Luck retiring. Um, I mean, who? I mean, the Texans look like they're worse. This season, nah, the ti- the Titans are running it back. I know, but yeah. that's kind of the sink or swim thing where they're just like they kind of fell in love with something that was a flash in the pan. What do you mean? This season hasn't started yet. I, that's I don't know if that's sustainable. How can you? I mean, say, we, don't say Philip Rivers going to a new team makes them better than the Titans. Philip Rivers is bad. Yeah, don't do He's that. Bad. He throws <clears throat> He throws picks a game. Dude is washed and tom brady is just a hair above that so yeah i mean if the best if the i mean deshaun watson's obviously the best quarterback in the south but also he's got no team now and so i guess it is the titans by default even though resigning Tannehill is is going to be a major mistake there's just nothing yeah and like, like know, right. these running backs it's not like there's sustained excellence from that position over the course of seasons like Yes, Derrick Henry was unstoppable at the end of last year. That doesn't mean he's just going to do it again. I, I don't think he will. Um, he was unstoppable the year before as well. If we're and he got stopped in the AFC Championship game. <laughs> okay, he Go didn't. He's not. He got stopped by excellent, an excellent team making excellent play calling. Not uh, sure the players. All, nobody can thank the defense properly, and it's fine. We'll do it ourselves. We're Kansas City fans. We're, we understand what it feels like to not be seen, but the defense <laughs> oh, no. really well. And you guys, no, I, I would not. I'm not even saying that to take credit away from you guys. I'm just saying it didn't. That the way that he got contained didn't make me think he was on the decline. It, it was game decline. It's just seasons are long. All those things. Okay. The only the only known person involved in the NFL right now who has coronavirus is Saints coach <laughs> Sean Payton. And I gotta know, is this redemption enough for him trying to kill opposing players in 2008 with Bounty Gate? Or is this more karma for him being the reason we all have to suffer through these pass interference challenges for him crying over the NFC championship a few years back? Like, Does it just mean he's cool? Does that Because a lot of cool people got it. A lot of cool people do have it. Does Idris that, Elba. Yeah, does that mean he's cool? Kevin Durant. Were they yeah. all at the same, like, were they at, like, the Met Gala? Well, but also, like, half a CPAC apparently got it. So there's that, too. Less I mean, cool. hey. it seems to not discriminate. I, I There is the possibility, and maybe this is going to sound evil, but I think our fans can take it, is that Sean Payton could be faking it for attention. I mean, <laughs> he's quite a drama queen. The coolest thing you can say right now is that you've got the virus. Like you said, you're already grouping him up with Tom fucking Hanks. Yeah, damn. I mean, it's just, you know, it's the new hot thing. So why not get a little sympathy, Sean Payton style? That's a great point, man. Do you want to be in the same fucking uh, blog next to Tom Hanks? Tom Hanks, Sean Payton, uh, Kevin Durant. The only time those guys' names will ever be next to each other in a sentence. So... You're right. Maybe this author Terrence McNally. 
also died. He did die. Yeah. He was a great playwright as well. Um, shout out, Taryn. <laughs> um, okay. Todd, Todd Gurley. Is the experiment in Atlanta a good idea or a bad idea? I mean, he's on, he's on borrowed time with those knees. Isn't it? You, I've got, I, I got problems with my knees too. And and I barely do anything as you guys know. And it's still a chore. Maybe the inactivity is what's worse, but you just, when your knee hurts, you just like, you're, you just can't do shit. Whether it's, you know, get to the bathroom in the morning or <laughs> make a one cut to the house in the playoffs. It's just, it's going to be difficult on Baki knees. And it's really clear that if the, if he was going to be gotten for one year, $5 million or whatever the fuck it was, then everybody was pretty certain that he was washed in LA and they didn't want him back. Isn't it sad that he's like 25 years old and the Rams just cut him and put out like this, thanks for the memories video. And it's like, he fucking had this long career. He was in the league for like four years. Happens to everyone. It's crazy. Everyone does. And Jamal Charles never was the same after an injury. He was 29 and he was awesome. And we had to just be like, all right, well, life moves on. It's the heartless system that we live in, man. We're capitalists. We eat each other to survive. Uh, it's going to become more literal as the months go on. But yeah, we've, we, you've just got to, you got to kill the weak. You got to go, we got to get the economy rolling again. Fuck you, grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I got to say, seeing, uh, the picture of Todd Gurley next to Julio Jones, next to Calvin Ridley, next to Matt Ryan, former MVP. Like on paper, it looks kind of nice, but it's like, I don't know what's really going to go on here or how much, like you said, Gurley has left. Jamel, thoughts? Is it like he went to school at Georgia, by the way? Uh, Todd Gurley's beloved in the area. Is that enough to rejuvenate him? Yeah, I don't think he's done either. I mean, I, I know you're right, but. I, I'm just interested to see the Falcons with a bigger running back. I feel like it's been years since they've had Little like, babies. Yeah, you know, just a dude who can take a hit. Let's let's see how that goes for a while. Okay. Uh I got one more little little lightning round question. Who's going to hold out this season? We see it every year. There's a couple candidates that I like. Uh, I'm looking at Christian McCaffrey. I mean, if that guy even so much as picks up like a Panthers hat before he gets like huge dollar amounts, I don't know what the fuck he's thinking. I mean, the guy's on the field every single play and he's so good and he is a shit contract. There's a couple guys like Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, who are also outperforming their shit. Um, is there anybody on your teams that, I mean, I know, Jamel, you just went through the worst version with Trent Williams, but. Um, oh, Sure. You know, this this happens every season. I'm I'm not worried about it with my team just yet, but anyone on the horizon you guys can see coming up. I know we tagged Sheriff, but who fucking cares? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who's gonna hold out. Uh, I mean, I we've mean, seen it. What's up? Hold too. on, Melvin. What's Gordon, up with Dak? Melvin Gordon did, did Dak, it, and it was terrible. Did, did Dax sign? Uh, yeah, Dax on the tag. Dak got a uh, franchise tagged. He doesn't have a choice. Oh, okay. But these quarterbacks are like very military. They're like, you know, they have to be okay with things like that for the team. You know, it's very like a few good men. So I think he's going to be totally on board with it. I mean, the people, I think Chris Jones is possibly going to, is going to hold out and maybe for the entire season because he did an interview after he got franchise tagged and he was a little pissed off. He seemed a little annoyed and, you know, could end up being the thing where if we don't make a deal with him, he just sits out the entire season and he's pretty funny. So I like him. I want him to stay on the team. I think he, but he says some funny shit, so it'll be entertaining, but it'll, it'll kind of suck. And obviously uh, Patrick Mahomes has outperformed his contract, but there's no question there of if they're going to sign him. It's just how much of the moon are they going to bring to him? I mean, they should really include money for Patrick Mahomes in the stimulus package. <laughs> they should put, they should give all of us two trillion dollars, like they said they're going to do, and then maybe set aside an extra trillion for Patrick Mahomes to stay a football player in the NFL. For God's sake, I mean that guy is just so fucking good. He could watching the highlights of his is about. I'm about equal with that. And watching Netflix during the quarantine. It's been 
most of my days. I mean, look, man, I, I've been down the Mahomes path myself this quarantine and uh, this quarantine as if there are much more to come. Uh, but yeah, the guy's incredible. So, how did we win the Super Bowl? I watched it again. I still I can't. I don't know what happened. It was like twenty to ten, it. and you threw an interception with like seven minutes to go. I mean, we were all sitting together in my house, R.I.P. Hanging out, and I just said that you know when when we threw that second pick, I was like, okay, you know what? We got to the Super Bowl. Northward projection. We're going up. Things are fine. I can live with this. I mean, I was, you know, I had my moments in other spaces and times, but this one, I accepted it. And then, like, 30 minutes later, I'm just like, what the? So, we're, we won. We're the Super Bowl champs. So, I felt like on the rewatch, it would be different. Exact same feeling. I just don't know when it happened. That's how magical he is. He just makes things into reality. Yeah. It's uh, hard to argue that how good that guy is it's disgusting that you're a fan of his team because you know as we pointed out your success is our uh is tough for us to swallow but okay let's get into the i feel like jeff bezos while everybody else has lost their jobs like it's you know during the everybody else is like freelancers who can't even get stimulus money and i'm fucking sitting on 130 bill uh let's get into this mailbag uh, this thing is overstuffed from sitting around for a few months since we've last done one of these. Um, By the way, are we not going to talk about Tom Brady in depth at all? I mean, we barely discussed. That's true. Oh, hey, he's my he's my mailbag. So okay, great. we're getting into that. Well, because right I was going to say, I just wanted to, to have the occasion to throw out the joke that if Tom Brady has coronavirus, then his kids definitely have. <laughs> You've got mail. All right, we got, a, we got a letter right here from uh, Billy Ray Virus in Tampa, Florida. Uh, he Taking Jamel's stick, by the way, with that. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Look, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Look just because Jamel did it first doesn't mean it's not a good stick. <laughs> and it's, is. yeah, and I haven't done it in a while. I mean, hey. Hey, look, this is what the letter says. <laughs> hey, really great to have you back. Sorry, we love football. It's championship or bust down here in the Sunshine State. And I'm ready to tell you that Thomas Edward Patrick Brady is the perfect Buccaneer. And he's going to bring glory and incest back to Tampa Bay where it belongs. Okay, so there's a lot to take in there. But I had a few thoughts when I was reading this. Um, So thanks for writing in, by the way, Billy. But uh, I do agree. Tom Brady is the perfect Buck. Because you know what happened to the Buccaneers in the 17th and 18th centuries when they got old and they lost a step and they would get captured? They were publicly executed. So I hope Tom Brady has some fucking genius <laughs> last words that he's ready to say. Because when this dude gets hung out to dry on a 100 degree September afternoon, there's going to be a whole lot of people saying, I told you so. And why would you have to go to Tampa? And what were you fucking thinking, Tom Brady? But weren't people saying the same thing about Montana, man? What if he's Montana mm-hmm. for real? Montana didn't even win the Super Bowl. So if he I, wins if Tom- a playoff game... Oh, bro. He's the God. If Tom Brady gets the playoffs, he's the God. Are you kidding with Evans and Godwin and fucking, uh, you know, they're going to draft a running back. They got a better offensive. There's seven fucking teams in the playoffs. It's like the the NBA. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to be 43 years old. I mean, but the the Panthers are done and the Saints are questionable. And the Rams are done for sure. The Rams are done. Rams, the Rams are done. Uh, who else is in the South? Atlanta. Oh, and the, I mean, yeah. I don't know. We there. That's a bubble. Yeah. Vikings bubble team. They're done. They're absolute. The the Bucks are getting in. I believe it will happen. Their defense was getting better by last year. They have a decent team. They're on the rise. It's just Tom Brady's not that good. So he's going to be sort of more of a game manager type. But it'll work itself out with the Arians bullshit and stuff. It's just, can, can I ask just one thing about Tom Brady, which is, which is what's going to make it all the more infuriating when he does make the playoffs. Have you read one fucking thing about that guy donating to virus relief or anything like that? Every Tyreek Hill did it. How come Tom Brady the face <laughs> of the league is a, is a monster who does well, nothing for the people. When you live in Florida, you don't have to donate. That's part of the rules. No taxes, no donations. No tax. That's sly. Fuck. No, actually, Danny is Pure totally onto this because 
everything I've read about him is he uh, he stunned the Buccaneers coaching staff by being familiar with their offense and and uh, their their past <laughs> season. It's like, yeah, OK, so this guy literally doesn't care about the world. Yeah, he's not he, he doesn't have some time to fucking he, he's got he's too busy with his nose in the playbook trying to come up with a great PR strategy to start out with a new team to figure out how he's going to retort to Belichick in the press. And he's too busy just being a professional. Fucking, there's a disaster going on outside. You look like an idiot. Yeah, man. Be a human being, Tom. Dude. He's not a human being. Do you think there's anybody in Tom Brady's circle who's like, hey, Tom, uh, you look kind of stupid right now. No. You look like a robot. No, there's none. Jamel, you, I hope, Jamel, should you go, nope. Jamel, if you were in Tom Brady's circle, what would you tell him? Hmm. Uh, probably tell him to befriend Kodak Black. Doesn't he live in Tampa? Yeah. I tell him to open a strip club. So you're just trying to win the people's hearts over immediately. Yeah, go to the zoo. Why is Tom Brady's yeah, only okay. friend Antonio Brown? I don't. Why, is, why is that? What kind of a person is Tom Brady? We need to really investigate it. Yeah, that was a the strange only thing saga. That's cool. If you really want to to, to really dissect like what the falling out between Belichick and the, and the Patriots franchise and Brady was, it's just like, there's some, been some weird turns. I mean, you got to flake gate and like this Antonio Brown thing. And like, there's been some weird shit there that hasn't totally added up for a long time. He's a, he's a monster. Eat the rich. <laughs> uh, Danny, do you have a letter? I do. I'm going to pull this one out. This looks this uh, this one's actually really cool. I pulled it out from the bottom of the bag. I don't normally do that. Uh, this is cool, though. It's very official looking. Let me check it out. This is an official letter from the city of Philadelphia. Hey, guys, love the show. We'd like to use your platform to come clean about something. We are the cause of the COVID-19 virus. The president insists <laughs> it was that it was Chinese people eating bats, but really it was started by our city's insatiable need to eat poop after every Eagles victory. <laughs> you guys are in the clip show business. You've seen it. We eat bat poop, cat poop, poop straight out of a cop horse, anything. As long as the Eagles have squeaked out another meaningless regular season victory against a haphazard NFC so now you know the truth, and I hope the rest of the world can forgive us so we can get back to our normal lives of eating shit and watching the Eagles figuratively eat shit in the playoffs. Signed, the entire city of Philadelphia. Oh, my God. <clears throat> Look, they like to eat poop over there. I don't know. That's just... This is a revelation, and uh, it's hard to it's hard to, to deny or to um, really push back on because... <laughs> yeah, the virus is going to start this way and has, and it wouldn't be surprising if COVID-19 came from Philadelphia. So, fuck. Jamel, you got a letter? Yeah, yeah, hold on. I got an, uh, I got some electronic mail. Hold on, let me pull it up. Okay, backspace. Uh, hey, yeah, I got an email from uh, Greg Lansky, uh, the CEO of Blacked.com. Uh, uh, he, okay, he says, Hey guys, uh, wow, season two, can't believe you guys made it. I'm such a huge fan of the show. I can't wait f to see what you guys bring to the table this year. I wanted to come on your platform and personally thank the coronavirus for uh, boosting my revenue to levels I didn't know was imaginable. Wow, we're getting. We have a we we're getting in subscription fees from every country on the globe, and we're even getting submissions for actor work from players in the NFL. <laughs> Antonio Brown, whose application is still pending. <laughs> Terrell Owens, which I will count, and Richie Incognito. Mm. Mm, yeah. Big three. Anyway, uh, COVID-19, keep doing your thing. We're going to keep cashing these checks down here. Uh, thank you so much, and good night. Greg Lansky. 
<laughs> wow, there's opportunists that come out of every fucking corner of this place to try and make some money off this virus. It's disgusting, honestly. Not us. Yeah, we never. One cent off this. We, yeah. I'm paying to do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have to send Hardigan money for this fucking the license. It's true. Or whatever it's to true. Happen. To host this podcast is more expensive uh, than it is to do it. Hey, you need that money. You take it. Uh, it's it's not for me, but uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's wrap things up. Uh, final thoughts. Uh, Dan, do you have any? Uh, just that, you know, the, this, our generation has just gone through and will continue to go through so much fucked up shit. Like if you're in, the, in your 20s, 30s, maybe up into the late 30s, 40-ish area, you know what we're talking about? You got... You went through the, the the fucking 2008 crash, 9-11, and then this bullshit, and everything's weird and crazy, and it's just been crazy forever, so we can kind of handle it. It doesn't, it's like, you know, adaptable kind of stuff, but, you know, we're just going to keep, shit's just going to keep happening. I think in the future, something even more insane is going to happen that we're going to have to deal with, so just kind of get into the right headspace for that, be prepared for it, but don't worry about it too much because there's we're, we're probably going to be able to be fine and i just hope all of you guys get through this one with your health and with some stream of income intact uh and just for you guys the two of you i miss you guys miss hanging out in the room and getting lunch and all that uh-huh. even though, you know i didn't get the invite to hardigan's bachelor party i still feel like i'm one of the guys <laughs> so, hey. you have to focus on the things Bro, that you control th- you think I even wanted to go? Bro, you think this thing didn't get canceled, so it doesn't even matter? <laughs> Look, I just want, of course, and, you know, that's why I'm saying we got to focus on things we can control. Your your thing got, your wedding got postponed. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, we have to put things into the proper perspective. No, but- and even though both of our bosses said it was fucked up, they asked me to work, I still feel like... Ooh, you did. Damn, I didn't still, ask him you, to do that. Hardigan did ask me to work on the day that his bachelor party would be. Yeah, but so now that doesn't matter anymore. But it's different. Oh, Nothing matters. Nothing matters so anymore. But And I think that the fans of this podcast understand the practicality of voting for a less stupid dickhead next time and just let's plow through things. That's all, you know. Vote Biden, I guess, and plow through this next one, and then we'll have plenty of weddings and work days and bachelor parties to come. It's really hard to put into context and into words like what the fuck this is, what's happening right now. <laughs> I don't know how to document it. You know what I mean? It's like you feel like you're sitting there with your tape recorder and you're trying to tell whoever uh, might listen to this in the future, like what it felt like or what it was. And it's just surreal is the only way that I, I can really put it into words is just yeah. we're all holed up at home and we're doing that because we think it's for the best and we're trying. we don't want people to get sick and that's that. And like, and the shit's getting canceled. There's no sports. Everything's, you know, the, the exact opposite of what it was like uh, before. And we just realized for the 10th fucking time during this Trump administration that we have no idea who's in charge or what to do if shit really happens. You're in charge. You out there are in charge of your own situation. And that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it makes you realize, like, when you hurt your friends in the past, like with bachelor parties and with bachelor parties that, you know. Oh, we're friends now? <laughs> <laughs> hey, my final thought. Uh, 22 running backs were taken in the 2015 NFL draft. And after Gurley got cut, uh, you know, not a single one of those guys is still with the team that drafted them. And it's the lesson I've been preaching since we started this podcast. Running, da- running backs don't matter at all. Period. Uh, Jamel, final thoughts? Uh, I'll keep it brief. Um, th- just let's just get Cam Newton on the team. What's happening? I, I know, know he's a in. I know he's an insane nut, but his foot is fine. He his French injury is healing just fine, <laughs> and he should be on the Browns. Or, say, he should be on the. He should be on the Bears. He's on the Bears right now. Nick Foles is on the Bears. You have a dream destination. Oh, right. Yeah, because who's who's even left? Fuck. I mean, dude, you got the Patriots. 
Yeah. You got, uh, I guess, Chargers, I the Bengals? Kind of? Chargers, baby. The Chargers does make a ton of sense, but, I mean, damn. The Patriots should do it, shouldn't they? What about the Fredskins? Are you guys still uh, gung-ho about uh, Hopkins? Haskins? Oh, oh no. We signed, we signed uh, the second-best Panthers quarterback of all time, Kyle Allen. Mm. Yeah. So, well, you got Rivera. He knows the secrets. He knows how to get the most out of Kyle Allen. The Kyle Allen whisperer himself. So I'm not worried about a thing. <laughs> well, Cam Newton. Man, I hope. Fo- I honestly hope football never happens, so I don't have to watch the Redskins ever again. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let's hope for the opposite of that, and that we do get more football, and Jamel is forced to watch some Dwayne Haskins. Uh, led offenses. Who knows? It could be fun. It could be. Redskins have some ple- some pieces, man. Glad we could bring this back to football after my doomsday prediction. Yeah, we tried. We tried and... to take it in a couple directions, but it came back. No, we never talked about the Browns, which I also like. Oh, do you have a Baker Mayfield uh, uh, tidbit? No, just that he got a blowjob and uh, mm-hmm. and got put on blast for it. It's pretty funny. Pretty good. <laughs> He's the Tiger King. He's the new Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> Whose blowjob clip was better, his or um, the dude from the Nuggets? I haven't seen Baker Mayfield's. What's his? What is? Does his dick have a little mustache too? I think it's a rumored clip. Uh, I don't think anybody's actually seen it, but uh, apparently it exists. And he was cheating on his uh, also social media famous girlfriend. So that kind of blew up around nineteen somethings. Year old. Oh yeah, that guy. That guy's gonna flame out of the NFL and and join the bang bus. Yeah, I was gonna say. Do you think he was one of the guys uh, at spring break eating ass this past weekend? Most definitely, he went to coronavirus <laughs> parties for sure. <laughs> Wrapped in saran wrap. Just trying to stay safe for the season, but I still want to get fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I guess that's it, guys. We did it. We did do it. Season two. It's good to be back. Here we go. In quarantine. Oh, woo, uh, yeah, I guess we kind of mentioned that's why we're on the phone together is because we're in quarantine, as you all. Yeah, because we can't be we can't be in the same room. Uh, Danny's cat got coronavirus. So. I know. We, they, they all said she's dogs just a carrier. Get it, but Mark yeah. does have it. Just a carrier. She's fine. Just a carrier. All right. Uh, thanks for listening, and as always, we're sorry. Oh, I thought Jamel was going to... Oh, my bad. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. Stay indoors, Andy Reid.